Welcome, I'm Sabine from Tower Wisdom, your podcast for soul growth and healing. You are a truly magnificent being and I'm bringing to you knowledge and insight from different healing modalities to help you to be a powerful, light-filled creator of your life. Hello and welcome my loved ones. Today we are talking about ancient Egypt. You are here in for a ride <laughs> because I have been to Egypt and this is my digest, my summary, my two cents of everything that I experienced, that I learned and I wanted to bring that energy, that feeling of ancient Egypt into your home, your car, wherever you are listening to this now, into your heart and into your soul. What are we talking about today? We are going to talk about why I have been in Egypt a little bit. Then I'm giving you some education on the ley lines on our planet to understand some of um, what the ancient Egyptians have worked with. We're talking a little bit about community. We're talking about um, how the ancient Egyptians have actually worked with energy through their architecture, through rituals, etc. We're talking about some of their major gods, thinking of Osiris, Isis, Horus, Hathor, um, to uh, bring you that energy of the true queen and true king. And we are talking about galactic beings, extraterrestrials. <laughs> I don't like to use that term because it always scares people off. Um, but I, I might be called to do a channeling of the Hutters to just bring them in to see what they want to say i'm going to talk about them also in a little bit so let's start off why have i been to egypt <laughs> i have um i never was uh, of plan to go to egypt um i was interested in egypt or as a child you know i we had many books through my father my father is one of my soul guides incarnated as my father <laughs> Um, in this lifetime and we had he had purchased so many books about these ancient civilizations ancient mayas ancient egypts he had books from erich van deniken who um, believed in galactic beings and extraterrestrials and has done all kind of research on it very interesting books so we have that all standing in this library when i was little and i was at times looking at it <clears throat> reading some things, being fascinated by it. But then, and I did actually a talk in high school on how the Egyptians worked with energy. <laughs> like, oh my God, from one of these Eric van Deniken books. And now I understand so much more. But it was always in my soul, I guess. But I was never drawn to go there. Even though my parents traveled there, but I was just never drawn to go there. And then beginning this year, um, just after New Year, we spent time in uh, Kash, in 
Turkey and Notos Kash that is actually not in the city itself it's a beautiful development where you can rent houses outside of the city and this place is a portal this place is amazing I know this place will be big as a spiritual retreat place one day because the energy there is just so galactic it is just so special and this place is just directly opposite um, Egypt ancient Egypt and I there I was there and there is this dog that is living in that place in the Sita and he was walking up to me and he gave me a message and he said to me you have to go to Egypt and <laughs> I know this sounds strange but you know animals are messengers especially dog I mean not especially any kind of animal but dogs are related to the dog star series and I have a lot of soul connections to Sirius so I know okay this is something serious <laughs> no this is something I should take into consideration but then I just had no idea how it's gonna come uh, about you know how, how am I gonna go there is my whole family going there like it just was too much to even think about or even do anything about it or plan it and then anyway I went to Cambertal and I already was like oh I'm already doing so much for myself this year right and then in the summer, I started to see some of um, these Egyptian gods in the records and I mistook one of them because I was seeing this figure with this round golden uh, disc above the head and these horns and I thought this is um, the god of the moon, Konsu, but I did not realize yet that this was actually Hathor. Um, and... <laughs> Yes, but I realized that I was in Egypt. So I, anyway, I saw these gods and then I started to channel from the moon, right? And then at some point they were like, no, 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 this is not where I should channel from. Like you are meant to channel some more female energy. And I was like, hmm, okay, but what, 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 <laughs> what female energy? Um, yeah, but until I realized uh, <laughs> I meant to connect a bit more to the Hathors, but yeah, so then like autumn came about and I thought again about this Egypt travel and one of my friends was saying hey I'm going on a tour you know a spiritual tour to Egypt with this group and I was like oh send me the itinerary and I looked at it and was like hmm, this is exactly what I kind of need because it's just too complicated for me to do anything there plan anything myself I need something all organized I want to go with a spiritual tour I looked at the one she was doing was like I can never pay that <laughs> so it needs to be so much more cheaper than that and then three days later I saw an ad on Facebook from this Dutch couple who organized spiritual tours and I went on their website I saw they organized a spiritual uh, tour to Egypt and it involves swimming with wild dolphins and I was somehow this is it this I have to do this and then it just turned out it was exactly in the same time that my parents-in-law would be here that uh, my husband would have help with looking after the kids because it was two weeks by myself I've never spent so much time away from my kids and I just was in this autopilot booking it and I booked it and this is how your messages work people this is how you follow your guidance and it um, ended up to be just the most divinely 
planned thing I could have never ever planned in my head you know if I was to like google and find myself some sort of tour and try to make this happen myself like no this was so the timing we went there the dates we went was so divinely guided the people I actually went with especially the woman Jacqueline who organized it I know that I have a very strong soul connection to her from past life and so much came into completion there into healing by just meeting her again and that's a very that's an entire different story I don't know if I told this on my podcast yet the experience I had when I went to Rome I think I did but I had such a exactly six months prior to setting foot in Egypt and meeting Jacqueline for the first time I had been to Rome and I entered the city and I felt I couldn't breathe I literally felt someone would close off my throat I felt so bad I had these visions that I would be hiding somewhere like um, underground I just felt so bad I said to my husband I know you think I'm crazy but I cannot stay in the city I have to get out and have to go to the seaside because I know that's gonna calm me down but I just feel I can't breathe here and thank god my husband <laughs> is used to me by now and he was just like okay we just go to the seaside and spend the night there so and I later connected um, to that in the records and I said this is about a past life and then exactly six months later um, I meet Jacqueline and it was the first or second day we were in Egypt and she comes up to me and she looks at me and she says do you have anything to do with the Qatars and I looked at her and I had never heard of the Qatars really um, but I realized there, most of their sole mission, so they're organizing different spiritual tours in Europe, but most of their sole mission is to bring people to this piece of land in France where they live now, where the Qatars used to live. So people relate back to that past life experience they had with this group. And the Qatars was a group of spiritual religious people that split off from the Catholic Church. Um, because they disagreed with what the Catholic Church was doing at the time that was at the beginning of the Middle Ages and they um, wanted to also have more of a balance between male and female they allowed female priests etc they disagreed with um, the entire thing that the church was collecting money from people all these things and they got a lot of support among the locals and then of course got too big so the church started to um, um persecute them and they had to hide and the church then murdered a lot of them so she came up to me and said do you have anything to do with Katars and I looked at her and I was like I had this soul vision and I was like I guess yes <laughs> I have and that whole experience from Rome came to a closure from that past life I guess I had somewhere there as maybe someone from the Katars so that was amazing in itself without even talking about Egypt but let's <laughs> let's talk about Egypt <sighs> now what did I wanted to talk um, the Egyptians overall where no let's actually talk about the first message I got when I came to Egypt why I came apart from meeting Jacqueline and closing sort of that Qatar life or healing that 
I, the first message I received there was welcome home. And I did not quite understand that message yet because I did not feel, it did not feel like home when I first set foot there. Um, the energy is actually very intense. We're going to talk about this a little bit later for everyone who's going to travel there. You will feel that. Um, the current energy there is all over the place there, very intense, very messed up. Um, so I did not quite feel like home, but then I we went to the first temple and you need to have an Egyptian guide. So we were the spiritual crew, but of course you need to have a local guide, otherwise you cannot enter all these places. And he was telling us about the history of this temple that was Luxor Temple. And he is a very nice person, really nice energy actually, but just what he was saying totally did not resonate in my soul. And that is not because he's not knowledgeable, it's simply because the information that is known about ancient Egypt is not complete. And it's not the real and the full picture. So I had such a strong feeling, I was like, I need to sit down here in this place and open the records of this place. And if you follow me on uh, my social media channels, Instagram, you know that I love to read the records of places. That is some of my soul mission, my soul contract to bring back that knowledge <clears throat> to humanity. So I um, so I sat down, I opened the records, I read <laughs> the soul history of the place, the history that felt so much more real to me. And then I got this message, you're going to do this in every single ancient site you're visiting, you're going to record it, you're going to bring it out as a guide, digital guide on your website. And it is out, it is available, you can get it. And through doing that, and through really feeling what happened in these places and the, the energy at these places that you can't so much feel nowadays anymore because of all the tourists and all the distortion in the energy overall in Egypt. It just came so much back to life and my own incarnation that I had or maybe multiple incarnations in ancient Egypt so much came back to life and we all had like especially the people who are incarnated currently on this planet and the people who have a soul mission to work with humanity through ascension, they had incarnations in ancient Egypt. And um, it's just feeling again the walls also, the walls for instance of the priest and feeling again how at that time it was possible to live spirituality. It was just normal to work with energy. It was normal to engage with other beings. It was so so many things were so sacred the rituals life itself the understanding of energy and of architecture of the galaxies of the overall like our place in the universe the place of planet earth in the universe which is so much more so much broader than now and connecting back to that you know and knowing that this has been possible before on our planet just that brought this feeling of homecoming to me. And I really hope, and I think that is the main aim, I think, of the guide. It's not just about the wisdom I'm channeling in this guide. It's not just about the galactic beings that are actually coming through in this guide. It is really about bringing 
a homecoming to so many souls who are currently incarnated and who in their journey wake up right at some point they have woken up on our planet with memories of their times in ancient Lemuria and ancient Atlantis and ancient Egypt and the Mayan times with memories of their own soul planets where they might have lived in higher dimensional societies like on the Pleiades, like on Sirius, like Octarius, etc, etc, where life is just so different than our situation currently on planet Earth and where you might just feel, where you might just wake up and be like, what is this, what is this planet, what is going on here, like, and you might just get so depressed about it and so hopeless and even thinking, how can we change this, so with this guide, I wanted to bring back that there were different times also on this planet and therefore there will be different times again on this planet and it will be again safe and normal to live from your soul, to live from your heart, to engage with energy, to engage in spirituality. So yes, so it brought so much of a homecoming to me. Now let's talk about the energy lines. Let's do a little bit <laughs> some teaching around that. So the Egyptians, ancient Egyptians, they are absolute masters at working with the ley lines of the planet and with um, energy overall. Now, you can see like our physical and our um, energetic body is exactly a replicate of Earth's physical and energetic body. So we have all these thousands of rivers of energies called nadis in our energetic body and physical body. And the earth has thousands of energetic lines um, called ley lines. And the ley lines have different qualities as our own energetic um, rivers as well. Because we have these thousands of nadis, but then we also have some more major lines called the meridians that are very widely studied in Chinese medicine. And so has earth different ley lines. And along these ley lines are all the pilgrimage sites. So not all ley lines have like pilgrimage routes, but all pilgrimage routes are along these ley lines, these energetic lines. And on the crossings of these lines, on the nodes, they are sacred sites and all the sacred sites you have to this day think about mecca think about uluru think about like all these different churches think about Clastonbury tour like all these sites are on crossings of the ley lines because what happens on a crossing the energy is amplified and when you are on this crossing your emotions and your thoughts are amplified in a good and in a bad way. So sometimes on the minor lines, if you, for instance, never can sleep well in your bed, you might be actually sleeping on the crossings on these, of these minor lines, and that is not good in your sleep. So then just see if you can only not sleep well in your bed, but you can sleep everywhere else in your house well, in other places, then it might just be an issue of moving your bed a little bit because the minor lines, like this, it's about centimeters. Uh, where the crossings are so um, and there's different as I said there's different types of qualities there's lines that are harmonious and lines that are not harmonious now 
on the when you're talking about the major sacred sites that we are having and where there's a lot of churches etc now on these crossings um emotions etc thought patterns get amplified so if you sit there and you uh, meditate and you manifest that is so much easier you can much much easier reach enlightenment you can much easier have instant um, healings etc etc that's why these sites are on these places <laughs> and so we have different types of lines and the majority of lines and that's quite important uh, their source is the core of the earth there are limestone whose source is the sun and they are the widest and most strong lines they're called emperor dragon lines their source is other galaxies and if you want to read more about this work um, google Rory Duff he's a dowser in the UK he has done amazing amazing work dowsing these lines he's currently busy mapping these lines to bring out a website so people can see exactly where are the crossings so to encourage people to come there together in community actually and meditate on these lines because when we meditate on these crossings of the lines um, we influence really the collective so much more in such a positive way especially on certain days of the year where the lines start to swing in uh, harmony now the emperor dragon lines they have only been coming back online in the last years because the um, electromagnetic shield of the earth is weakening and therefore we get more information from other galaxies more downloads and these emperor dragon lines they literally bring galactic knowledge back on our planet and these lines actually have been online before because we know that because along these emperor dragon lines are some of the major major sacred sites and along the crossings especially and there's only six of these emperor dragon lines currently online and there is i think 20 crossings seven on land and the rest is on the sea and um so we are talking about places like Mount Kalash, Tibet, and I have channeled from this place. You can listen to it, my Instagram, YouTube. It is a very, very sacred place. Um, yeah, and there's many other very well-known places on these crossings. Now, the these lines being online seems to go in a time frame of every 12,000 years and that brings us back to ancient Egypt. So ancient Egypt is much older than we think it is and it is it seems like the Egyptians lived at a time where these lines have been online and then uh, becoming offline again. So when these lines are online, we as humanity can reach a higher level of consciousness, which we are currently in the process of doing. So we're moving from individual consciousness into group consciousness. We're understanding more our connection to nature, to earth, to everything around us. We are sending more about energy. We are being able again to uh, communicate with other galactic beings etc etc and ancient egypt seemed they were aware of all of this they were aware of these lines 
and their way of how they work with them. And they seem to have, because they knew that they were moving out of this time, that they're moving into a time where we forget all about this and where we move really in this sort of very individual consciousness level, uh, not understanding that our emotions impact the collective and vice versa um, and so many other things. Forgetting all about soul, forgetting about our energetic body. So they wanted to preserve a lot of that knowledge. And right now, a lot of what they were trying to tell us, we don't understand yet. But there is um, this level of understanding, I think, going to come back. So if we come back to the our own energetic body and then planet Earth, so we have these different um they're not really lines they're really three-dimensional right these rivers of energy and then we have their crossings very powerful places and in our phase in our energetic body the crossings are the chakras and we have actually hundreds of uh, minor chakras where our own energetic lines cross and then the major chakras that we all know very well are the major crossings so very powerful centers right that's how you can imagine this like these places like mount kailash right where the emperor dragon sign cross and there's many other places where like for instance mecca is a type four line i think crossings are very very powerful places like our chakras are and then we have the points on our meridians, right? the acupuncture points. There are an opening between information and energy from the inside, outside, and vice versa. And so we have on our planet portals, where again, there is an energetic exchange and where you, where information can travel up and down and where also um, beings can travel up and down to other galaxies, to other dimensions, etc. And the ancient Egyptians actually have recreated portals. And you will hear this in the recordings I did. Um, I didn't talk about, like the channelings don't talk about how they actually have done it in detail. But they have a known about the natural portal, so the Valley of Kings. That place, wow, I absolutely love that place, the Valley of Kings. It's a place with the <laughs> the grave, uh, the, the tombs of uh, the pharaohs. So you think, oh, I'm standing in a graveyard here, you know, totally different energy than any kind of graveyard on planet Earth. And I don't recommend you actually to go on graveyards, our graveyards, because that energy is very, um, just very negative. But that place, the Valley of Kings, is an entire different place. Wow. Because there's a, I believe there's a natural portal there by the Earth structure. So a lot of also the natural portals on planet Earth, they are um, nature structures, you know, often mountaintops. There's also um, other, other nature that holds certain vortexes, and they also hold the lines in place, the ley lines, so certain trees, etc. And yeah, there is this mountaintop at the Valley of Kings. 
it's just it's just an amazing place i think and so many of the tombs might be still intact with all the magic <laughs> that they have put into them and the tombs are really built in a way that they are a gateway to traveling up through a portal so it's it's just amazing what they did in terms of how much they know and in terms of architecture it's just amazing and then they have tried to recreate through architecture um, man-made portals and that's yeah that is super fun <laughs> Do you want to know the real history of ancient Egypt? Do you want to know what is not told in tours and not written in history and guidebooks? Then get my new galactic tour guide. I did channelings of all the major temples and the pyramids and great things of Gizeh while I was in Egypt. Channelings of the soul history, the Akashic record history of these places. This tour guide connects you to secret wisdom, light language, higher frequencies and galactic beings. You can get it on my website taoism.net. But let's talk about a bit more about when you travel to Egypt about the energy there nowadays. So at that time ancient Egypt they knew how to work with their own ley lines. And they knew how to work with the nodes of the crossings and how to incorporate it into architecture to actually really create sacred temples where the energy becomes so heightened and also heightened on certain days because that's also what the lines are doing. They are swinging into balance on certain days and obviously the ancient Egyptians knew this by just aligning their temples to certain stars, to certain times where there is the Abu symbol where the sun is shining on Ramses, I think the second, on certain days. It's just, I mean, it's not normal, but they knew. And so they knew how to basically work with that natural energy that we have available for us on this planet and how to use it for a variety of different things. But nowadays, um, the energy is very um, disturbed, I would say, because the harmony of the lines and their uh, vitality is dependent on what is happening in that region. Just like, you know, the harmony of our meridians, right, the flow of energy through our meridians is dependent on um, our state of mind, on our emotions, what we eat, how much physical exercise we do, etc. And what people like um, Vori Duff have actually found that lines can really get off track through various influences. And um, in Egypt you have just there's a variety of factors that leading to a real disturbance of the energy there starting from the ongoing wars in um, 
the Middle East and also the Sinai itself as an is really a power energetic center and it, there is just so much uh, historically that has happened to disturb the energy there that is then also actually leading into further Egypt. Then you also look just at the culture currently of Egypt, right? Um, uh, if you look at the feminine and masculine energy, what is uh, happening in the culture there, the influence of religion, influence of the overall wealth of uh, people, the lack of prosperi prosperity. <laughs> I don't know if I can get this word so loud, my God. Um, then the tourism itself as well because we are now going through these ancient sites with zero awareness of their sacredness and of course in the past and in the channelings this comes through so much too in my guide how sacred these sites were and how much rituals they have were performed at these sites and um, that you cannot just walk up to the holy stone you know how you can do nowadays um, so nowadays all these tourists with their own disbalanced energy because it's also a hot place people try to sell you stuff all the time so people have to get up very early to go to these sites so a lot of people are already very um not in balance entering these sacred sites and then the energy of the place is mixing with the energy of the people so it is really not that as a traveler you come to these places and you start to instantly feel enlightened or healing or you um or you feel nourished by the energy that is not the case you actually have to do a lot like we as a group we meditated every single morning and we did meditate with uh, a lot of them. We did a lot of the energetic exercises from the Hathors. And um, we also tried to meditate at the sites. But again, like ideally, these would be places where we would come together and meditate. But there are guides everywhere, there's police everywhere. You are not allowed to do these things. We were lucky as a group because we instructed our guide or our organizers instructed our guide to basically then negotiate and tip off the guards there that we could just be alone meditating and we also had to be the first ones at the place because otherwise that's not possible either um, but it's maybe like you get maybe five minutes and then the thing that actually touched my soul the most was when we were chanting in two of the temples in one of the Hatha temple in Dara we could do it underground which was wow and then in one other place um, <clears throat> we were chanting together as a group and that was so that was so magical but again then like you're being told of right after one two minutes a guide comes tells you off so these places are not used at all anymore for sacred ceremony which used to be done in these places especially the chanting that is what used to be done in these places to engage with the energy as well that the architecture and the location of these places on the ley lines on the crossings brought forward because through singing chanting voice 
um, you engage on a much deeper level with the energy and also through there were musical instruments being played, etc. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and that all, none of that is being done right now, right? So it's a very different experience these days. And I think when you go there, you need to be aware of that and you need to try to create or make it as sacred as you can by simply trying to meditate yourself before you enter the places or just try to walk through the places very mindful. Also, I did my guide for people who might be going there to just listen to this before they enter the place to already have a sort of an Akashic soul level impression plus the frequency that I'm channeling for these places because the other thing is of course you then have these tour guides that are all Egyptian um, that you have to get and and they tell you all kind of things which kind of mess up a little bit <laughs> with your mind about what happened in ancient Egypt so it's yeah it's best to just try to have the places just um work on you with the least interference <laughs> let's say that way of others and you can also because also there's every time you enter these sacred sites there is these thousand of sellers who come very close into your own energetic field and try to sell you this stuff and it, it really brings many people that entering many tourists and entering these sacred sites into sort of a, another disbalance, right? They're already like, it's early, it's hot, it's like like tours, you know, da, 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 come quick here, come quick there. And then these other, these sellers very aggressively coming into your own energetic field. So it's good to actually put your, what I did, I put myself into a bubble every single time and I was not harassed at all. And even I could do the channelings at these sacred sites without being disturbed and other people in my group also at times try to get off and just be <clears throat> undisturbed for five minutes somewhere and they couldn't manage because there was a guide coming there's signs everywhere don't go here don't go there right there's there's so many of these police guides there at these places egyptian police guides who are constantly monitoring where people are doing what people um where people are going what people are doing which rightfully so right in some ways they want to also protect their heritage <clears throat> but it doesn't allow much of <clears throat> yourself coming into contact with the energy but i was undisturbed every single time so i'm very i'm very very grateful for this <laughs> i think it was just divinely divinely planned to be that way that i could be undisturbed doing these channelings so if you go to Egypt yourself really Try every morning to meditate. Try to calmly have these places um, influence you, put yourself in a bubble when you enter these places and exit them so you are not harassed by others. Um, and then have the places do their magic on you. And then also the other thing why the energy is disturbed is that some of the very important temples they moved away from the original ley line this includes the temple of isis which stands ah this is such a deep topic actually <laughs> such a deep topic 
So let's maybe talk about the gods and Isis to understand how deep it is that they have moved um, the location from the powerful energetic ley line. And also Abu Zumbul they moved and some other temples and Abu Zumbul also stands for the true king. So uh, there is a story of in Egypt. So you have these major gods. You have Isis, Osiris, their son, Horus and Hathor. Now, Isis and Osiris are married and they really represent um, Mother Mary and Yosef. And then Osiris has an evil brother, Seth. And he just represents the other side of duality, right? There is just duality everywhere. So he is jealous of his brother, who's of his brother Osiris, who's on the throne, who's ruling over Egypt. He wants to have the throne himself. So he's doing a trick and killing his brother, cutting him up in 14 different pieces and distributing these pieces across Egypt. And the most important part of Osiris, <laughs> which very funnily, isn't this hard? No, it's another part because he doesn't have an heir yet to his throne. So Isis and Osiris don't have a, king, uh, a son or a daughter yet. Don't have a kid yet. Um, so that part that you would need for this, he is throwing into the Nile and it's eaten by a crocodile. So then Isis is super upset. She loves her husband very much. Super upset that he is gone. He's dead. Crying a lot and then finding her power and starting to collect these pieces of him all over Egypt. And she finds the 13 pieces, right? Piece number 14 is being eaten by the crocodile. Now, she, nonetheless, she is the queen. She has the power of creation, of giving life. So she actually, through magic, recreates, brings back Osiris to life in all with all of his pieces and then conceives the holy child. In my channelings, she actually says this, the holy child she conceives Horus, the true heir of the throne. Now Osiris decides to stay in the underworld and Horus is a baby. So the evil brother is still on the throne. And I think she's sort of hiding Horus until he grows up. And then of course, it's a very typical story. The evil brother doesn't rule good over the land. He's not a fair king. So the land is in chaos. There is... um, poverty, etc. People are suffering. And then Horus grows up and he's becoming a young man. And he decides to fight his uncle and claim his rightful place, the throne. And it's also in the channeling of his um, temple. It really comes true, like he is the rightful heir. And he is defeating his uncle and he is claiming the throne. So he is sort of Jesus claiming the holy child, Jesus claiming the throne. And he is a very fair ruler. And it also comes through in his reading that I did for him. Like he looks out for his people. He brings back balance. He actually unites upper and lower Egypt. He unites countries, right? He unites the yin and yang. He 
looks like he cares for his people. He brings back prosperity, he brings back abundance into the country. <clears throat> he is a very loving and fair ruler. The important part here that has been taken from us in the story of Mother Mary and Joseph and Jesus in Christianity is that Horus has a wife, Hathor. He is not this fair king by himself. No, he has a wife by, hers, by his side and she, Hathor, really stands for the heart chakra. She stands for true love, the lover. And they have a very romantic story actually about them, how they because she lives, in, she has a temple in Upper Egypt, he's in Lower Egypt, and right there are uniting. They're both together uniting the country, they're uniting the people. She like sails down to his temple and he sails up to her temple and then they make love on the rooftop. It's like, it's very romantic. And you can actually go in his temple, you can go up the steps uh, towards the rooftop and I never felt so much in any of the other temples. I felt, I loved his temple, I felt so connected to his temple. I was like, wow, wow, the energy here is just like, it's just something different. <laughs> and Hato, so Isis, Isis energy, Isis energy is in all of us, right? Especially women, but Isis energy is the true power of the womb, is the power of the giver of life. And that's why there is so there's such an attack on this womb energy on earth because there is so much power in this because this is the true creator. And this doesn't make like women more holy than men, but simply the power of the womb is the power of true creation. And that energy in the second chakra, right, that is also in men, but especially in women, is that energy of being able to give life and to bring magic because Isis is performing magic by bringing back her husband and by conceiving a child from someone right, who is dead the same as Mother Mary conceiving a child from God so it's exactly the same story just that in Christianity Jesus is all by himself he doesn't have his actually partner by his side he doesn't have the female energy by his side ruling together the land while in ancient Egypt they recognized this that a true king needs a true queen by his side and that a true king leads from the heart and really also through loving right loving that female energy allowing that female energy to be there to be in his life to be part of life and so much in the temples you see this reflection of the energy of the true king who looks out for its his people who looks out for the country who has who is also a warrior right who fights for his place like Horus was fighting against his body was fighting against duality against the darkness to claim his throne. And in the temples they give space for this, they give space for that true king um, energy and they give space for the true queen energy, energy for there's everywhere in the temples, there's Isis and Hathor, actually Hathor is um, 
in so many temples because she is the heart chakra energy she stands for true love for true love for everything for also not just humanity but for the land itself or earth itself for all the beings for nature animals etc and you need that balance and the other temple that was moved was abu symbol and abu symbol is a very interesting temple because abu symbol is dedicated to ramses ii and it's really a showcase of a king right the power of a king the king energy but he built next to his temple a temple dedicated to his wife and to hathor and none other of these pharaohs has done this to build next to his own temple a temple for the female energy actually recognizing that a true king is honoring women is honoring not just women but the female energy also the female energy within the him and a true queen is next to the king right a queen belongs next to the king she is needs to be part of the story of creation of life of earth so they have honored that in building these temples in the architecture they of course they knew about these energies in all of us and these stories just relate back to that we have these energies in all of us and that it's so important to have these energies in balance and i just admire them so much also for the architecture how they built the temples to really channel energy because you have like the temples are built exactly the same way as the pyramids are built you coming through different gates and in my channelings these gates are actually very important seven gates uh, including the obelisk always at the beginning and then at the end you arrive at the holy stone and that holy stone is powerful is really powerful like we meditated about the holy stone um, in the Isis temple Philae and it is still very powerful but it's because it's been moved from its original ley line some of his power is gone the one of the most powerful ones we touch we meditate on is the one in Karnak because Karnak is still on the original ley line and that stone is like and I recommend to you I got a message when I was standing there I got a message take off your shoes be barefoot because um, like I have I had shoes with like plastic soles and any kind of plastic also in your clothing any artificial fibers don't really allow energy to uh, uh, travel easily so anyway in your daily life it is it is very important to often walk barefoot plus to wear clothing that is of natural fibers because energy can travel so much better so i was taking off my shoes and then barefoot and then touching the stone and i just saw these this vision like there is um and that's a teaching actually from the hathors and we have to talk more about the hathors we have to talk about hathor <laughs> but let's first finish the architecture part so um there's a teaching that you have different choices when you die three choices i forgot one of them maybe it doesn't matter one choice is if you still hang on very much onto your experience on planet earth emotions people etc 
you get the chance to reincarnate back on planet Earth. Not, of course, not with the same people, but experiencing again similar situations, right? Working again through similar themes. You also get the chance to go into what seems like the vastness of the universe, the emptiness of the universe, and then not knowing, to go into the unknown and then basically incarnate some other planet, some other dimension. But it feels like to you, so you have this choice, okay, planet Earth familiar, and then you have this choice, total unknown. And that second choice, this is what I saw in the Karnak temple when we were meditating, when we were touching that holy stone. It's like this, how you're being catapulted into the universe and into the unknown. And I was checking at times, like, am I still here? Am I still feeling the people next to me? Because I was like, wow, what's going to happen? But, you know, but that tells you the power what they did with building these temples. They were really preparing people to do astral travel, to do travel up also to eternity. Also after death, of course, they knew all about this, how to facilitate that. And if you want to know if extraterrestrials or galactic beings were involved in ancient Egypt and in the building of some of these structures, listen, get my guide, <laughs> listen especially to the recording of the Sphinx and you will have your answer. I'm not going to say more about it, I think. No, I will introduce the Hatters later, but um, yes, it's fantastic. So they, just, the architecture is so fascinating to me. But then, of course, it wasn't just the architecture at that time. It was also the rituals that were being, this sacred ceremony, the sounds being made. And in one of the channelings, actually, they were saying about sound, really, that was really, really important. And we don't even know how the hieroglyphs were being pronounced. But it might have been such a very sacred language that certain sounds, right? Also, I noticed from Chinese medicine, certain sounds engage with your energetic field. They engage with certain organs. Like we have healing sounds for organs in Chinese medicine. So it is not far-fetched to say that maybe some of the hieroglyphs, some of the symbols were sounds that would engage with your energetic field and would trigger certain things in your energetic field. And then also how the hieroglyphs themselves were placed on the pillars where you were, would be walking through these different gates coming to the holy stone. It's just they always mirror each other. And then that itself was working with the energy. It was just, oh my God, it was just so magical and so divine what they could do with energy, with architecture, with ceremony, with sounds, with also... Um, incense they were burning um, other energetic exercises they were performing like uh, yeah <laughs> like really truly magical truly magical but I think we will understand much more of it in the coming years and centuries Do you want to know more about the purpose of your life or about your health struggles or how you can heal the relationships in your life or how your business can thrive better? Get guidance directly from your own soul. 
You can book me now for an Akashic Record reading of your soul. You can book the service on my website taowisdom.net. Now let's talk more about Hathor. So Hathor I mentioned earlier, right, as one of the goddess standing for the heart chakra. Um, the wife of Horus, wife and lover of Horus. And she actually relates, she is um, older than Isis. So the Is Isis um, worshipping came after her. And then for many times they existed at the same time. You would see Hathor and Isis in the temples together. But she's, Hathor is older. And Hathor actually relates back to a galactic civilization called the Hathors. And if you want to know more about them, you can get the books and the material that Tom Kenyon has channeled. Fantastic, fantastic materials from them. Um, they sing beautifully. They <laughs> just sing so beautifully. Because Hathor was not just a goddess of um, love she was also the goddess of music and dance and she's like the fun you know like Isis is sort of the if you look at the tarot cards Isis is um, what is it the great queen or something Hathor is the empress so she's like really the fun the, the, the love you know the lover the, the one that dances with music that's all sensual that's um, yeah very sensual also connected to fertility but in a different way than Isis. Isis is more the archetype of the mother, the wife, the giver of life, the magician also, right? I mean, she creates life, the holy child, by herself, sort of. Um, but Hathor relates back to a galactic civilization, the Hathors, and they came to our galaxy long 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 time ago i'm talking about like hundreds and thousands of years ago and they were asked to come to our galaxy to uh, bring back balance especially for planet earth to bring back balance between the male and the female because balance has been long lost after the Lemurian times and there has been a lot of um inter not intervention but influence from other galactic beings as well it's just there's a lot has happened in our history on planet earth and our history has humanity but definitely balance between the male and female has been lost and we know all of that so they came back to bring back that balance and they teach like they have a lot of teachings especially about also how to base your energy how to improve your well-being energetically, um, how to work with energy, how to um, reach states of higher consciousness, etc. So if you get the book from Tom Kenyon, it's really great. The exercises we were doing, the exercises all through the entire trip in Egypt. And it just... Um, it really has helped us, I think, to connect to the temples and the energy in Egypt on a total different level and to connect to the teachings and especially also the teachings of the Hathors. And when the channeling that I did from 
the temple of Hathor, Dendera, that basically isn't about the temple at all. It's just the Hathors introducing themselves, coming forward, and they have so much love. They have just so much love for humanity. It is incredible, really incredible. And anyone who wants to connect to them can. And they just teach so from the heart and they really just want, they want the best for humanity and they really want, they are here also to assist right now in us moving into group consciousness because it is, we're already seeing this, it is creating so much um, confusion in people. Because of course, when you want to come into balance, you have to face the duality, you have to face the darkness, and that is what's happening currently in our times. The darkness really comes to light because it has been veiled for so, so long. And it is really shocking to so many people. And I was just thinking about this the other day, how some of the things that are coming into the open now, they are so shocking on such a deep level and they're triggering a lot of the trauma that people hold especially the trauma in the womb in the isis energy because um that has been sort of the biggest i don't want to call it attack on but well kind of like attack on humanity to not stand in our full power is the distortion of the womb energy in both men and women to cut us off from the energy of creation of creating ourselves of um, feeling even feeling sacred feeling holy of uh, loving life of being creative of um, seeing every day as a miracle and as a new chance to bring forward something that wants to be born within you because it's not about birthing children really you know it is about being a creative being birthing projects birthing ideas birthing love of life like it is so much about that and we've been so cut off from this like seeing our own magnificence the magnificence we hold as humans our own potential even seeing our own potential as humanity and that's also what i really hope people see again when they listen to my guide and the channelings is that you know as humanity we have created we have created even man-made portals <laughs> like, i mean it is um we are so brilliant as a species we are so brilliant and we just have been cut off from that and there is also a natural rhythm to this, right? Even with the ley lines coming, the imperial dragon line coming back online and them having been offline, there is a natural rhythm to our history and why everything has happened. But this sort of creative magician energy in us, this Isis energy needs to be coming back to life as well as the Hato energy, the living from the heart, because these are the two most important energetic centers in my podcast about sex i'm talking about these two twin flames within that they actually when they combine your sacral chakra energy and your heart chakra energy this is the you coming into union with source 
Now, this is you living your full potential as human being. There's so much potential in us and there's so many people who just <clears throat> are so cut off from this, so cut off from this, who just every day do a miserable job, then come home, just watch nonsense on TV and are so cut off from themselves and from their own brilliance and magnificence and from creation and life and honoring again these two energies, Isis and Hatha together in all of us, you know in men and in women, um, and bringing that back to life. That is really, yeah, that is really what I hope we will um, establish by connecting back to these ancient civilizations. So what was I saying? The Hatters, yes. <laughs> I was like... I need to talk about the others. So they they teach that that they teach that again to us. They teach again to live from the heart. You know, to see our own magnificence as human beings. And let's just channel from them. I just feel like it. I obviously channeled from them in Egypt, and then I just used the Akashic record. Prayer, I feel I need some prayer to channel from them. But I'm just going to alter the prayer. <laughs> I'm just going to do something. Um, just going to make something up. It's good. And then I will just see um, what comes in so that they can actually speak to you. And because my horse is, my voice is horse, I'm not going to sing. They usually sing. They sing beautifully. And in my channelings, I do sing the ones from Egypt. I don't know if it sounds terrible, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, they because there's so much frequency just as a transition but I don't think I will sing today because I don't think it's within me today but I saw the channel from them so let's do it we get it together in light we get it together in love we get it together knowing the messages from above through the galactic field we connect our messages through the galactic field we know what's there through the galactic field they're connected to all there is. I wish to connect to the energy of the Hatters. I wish to feel the energy of the Hatters. Bring me to see the energy of the Hatters. I wish to feel the energy of the Hatters. Bring me to connect to the energy of the Hatters. Bring me to see the energy of the Hatters. And now, this communication is open. Shima sana nete kada sana na mada tada ne sita na na baza tada na na na. Shana sita na ni sita na na ni tada na mada kada sita na na na. We came in love. We came in friendship. We came to guide and assist you. At this time, I know your hearts are full, your hearts are crying. I know you can't see the light. But let us tell you, there is so much light. 
There's so much beauty. There's so much love. Let us tell you how much we love you. We see you as singing voices. That's how we see you humans. And right now you are singing a tune of disbalance. It sounds quite strange to our ears, to our heart. But we know beneath that all how beautiful your sound can be. When your hearts are open, your eyes are shining, you sing just beautifully. We hear your voice, we hear your sound. We hear your cry to us. No, you are not alone in your journey to us. Your journey is of that, of those who come from the darkness into the light. We are humbled to assist you at this time. Now ask us a question. What is most important at this time? Most important is that you feel long time you have been cut off from your feelings but you know so your feelings the universe speaks you speak it is so important that you feel you feel deep within in your physical where do I feel this how does it feel? Where is this in my body? You need to ask yourself. You need to feel again. But how can we manage if we are overwhelmed by our feelings? If that what we are feeling is so painful. So pain, my child, is never off. Permanence. It is fleeting and so are your feelings. They are fleeting. You know they are like the song up and down, up and down, up and down. <clears throat> so if you feel, if you let the song, if you allow the song to appear, to 
be sung, to voice it, to say it. A new tune can come, a new tone, a new feeling. It is all just fleeting. But the song has to be appeared, the song has to be sung, it has to be said. You have to voice what you feel. So long time you have forgotten how it is to feel. Come back to your center. When you feel so much, come back to your center. The center that's running down from this heaven through your top, through your torso down, down, down into the ground, into the ground connecting you with all there is. Come back to that center when you feel so much. Feel yourself as if you are on a string. Like some sort of instrument hung up between heaven and earth. And at times it is shaking in the wind, it is making sounds, it is making tunes. And when it stops swinging, it comes back to the center. So just imagine that chord, that chord up to the sky, up, down, into the earth, through you. It's your center, come back to that. Do you have more questions for us? How can we love more? Love is what we like to speak about. We love so deeply, you may feel it now. You need to connect to the children. You need to connect to their eyes, to their laughter, to their joy. You need to feel dead in yourself. You might feel all serious, all grown up, all ready for this serious adult work. But within, 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 there's the small child that wants to run, that wants to jump, that wants to have fun. And that and that and that you need to connect to. To allow yourself that. To look at every day with new eyes. Have I seen this beautiful flower yet? Have I smiled at this dog yet? Have I seen the starlight yet? Every day with new eyes, with new eyes, seeing the beauty there is. We love you very much, humanity. You may feel it. Yes, I can. You may call us anytime. Anytime. You want us to come? We will come. 
We came here to assist, we came here to be of service. We can be found in the smiling eyes of a child. We can be found in the cuddles you do with your pet. We can be found in every breath, in every moment, and we can be found when you sing and you dance and you enjoy, you live, you live, because here you came to live, never forget, you did not come to just pass time. You did not come to endure or to moan. You came to live. To live all there is under the stars and the moon and the sun. So see how you can live from your heart. From your smile. I give gratitude to the Hatters for coming through. I give gratitude to myself, my higher self, and for the galactic field. This field is now closed. Amen. This field is now closed. Amen. This field is now closed. Amen. I hope you enjoyed this channeling. <laughs> I certainly felt the love. Ah. <sighs> Such beautiful beings. Oh my god. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> Let's see if I bring them in another time again. I just really enjoyed it. <sighs> so, I think, I guess I said everything. Most likely. I think more wisdom from Egypt, I think it's just gonna sink down into my soul over time. And there's, I think, just snippets of it that I'm gonna continue to share on my podcast or my social media. Because there's just so much, um, there is so much secret knowledge for us to still uncover and uh, in one of the record uh, channelings they actually said that at the right time and I think this relates to events to astrological events they will be just more for us to uncover they will be more revealed to us so we leave it like that <laughs> I wish you a lovely day, week ahead. For my next podcast, I interviewed Corinne van Zulen about human design. And there is so much wisdom in human design. And I've been told in the records by the founder of human design, Ra Oruhu, that... I need to go deeper in this. And I feel there's actually 
that there's a lot of parallel wisdom between ancient Egypt and human design. So, more to be uncovered. Now, enjoy your day and see you all, hear you all soon. Bye-bye. If you want to know more about Soul Grove, healing or East Asian medicine, check out my social media channels and my services on TaoWisdom.net.